0: Hey, Bobby Manning here, rolling solo on the Garden Report for a few minutes. We're going to have Josue Pavone joining us shortly. No John, no Jimmy. believe no Sherrod tonight as well. So a big load management night on the Garden Report. And for the Celtics as well, no Jason Tatum in Toronto. Robert Williams takes a blow to the left knee, concerningly that left knee that he underwent surgery on last year, and stays in the game for about fifteen minutes. Steps out of halftime right before halftime. Marcus Smart buckled his left leg, or right leg rather. Saw a knee, saw his knee bend. Uh, ankle definitely tearing the same ankle from the playoff. Talking about injuries from last year. Uh, walked off the court, no weight on his right leg. So uh, x rays were negative. Joe Missoula said up in Toronto. Uh, Rob uh, was a precautionary exit, Joe said. Don't know what that means. Don't know why he played the whole first half and then they saw the need to take him out at halftime. Uh, but ultimately, that's what happened. Celtics finished the game without Rob, without Smart, uh, and without Tatum, of course, as well. Peyton Pritchard, big threes in the second half, starts four, six from three, misses a potential go-ahead one. uh, But he also had career high for the regular season, 25 points from Grant. Malcolm Brogdon mixing in some big buckets, good shooting from him. Another 35-minute effort after the Warriors win the other night. And Peyton Pritchard, as I said already, good efforts from Luke Cornett. Blake Griffin filling in with big men depth. And Al Horford with that final steal, two-point lead game on the line firing an inbounds pass I think Jalen cut it off and Horford ultimately made the steal and ran right into the exit a theatrical ending that I loved another great effort from Al as well wrapping up Siakam at the basket with a jump ball game on the line Siakam trying to get that spin move off and couldn't a couple jump ball wins for the Celtics they turned it over Peyton Pritchard throwing the ball to half court Gary Trent picked it off. Gary Trent a killer in this game, by the way. Uh, but Raptors didn't have enough offense. Over 60 points from the Celtics bench. And that's the game. Celtics win nine straight. So let's bring in Joe Sway now to talk about it all. Injuries as well as big plays and crunch time. Second half victory. Joe Sway, welcome in. Yes, What's yes, Bobby. you most about this one? Oh man, like like you said, you know, guys stepping up, you know, towards the end there.
1: It wasn't just Jalen Brown who really cooled off right in that second half before he um, hit a couple of big shots. But yeah, look, Al Horford, Grant Williams was tremendous, man. Career high. I, I just thought that this was that type of that type of game where you you needed guys like that to step up, but they they did it in a way that you know it, it really separated. That they they created that separation that, that 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 they needed in that fourth quarter, man. Peyton Pritchard, man. He hit some big shots, and then uh, the defensive stops at the end. Obviously, Al Horford just running off the court at the end. I love that, man. I, I love this win for the Celtics team, especially when you're down and, and someone like Marcus Smart is, is limping off the court. You know, someone like Robert Williams couldn't finish this game. So this was um, this was big, especially for the second unit and, and guys like Malcolm Brogdon getting involved. You know, just showing the depth of this team for sure.
0: Yeah, and you see Pritchard come in early even before the injuries on a night where Tatum doesn't play. He takes the wing minutes with three guard lineups rather than Sam Hauser, who didn't play again tonight. Uh, Big development there on the wing, especially with the trade deadline looming. Feels like Pritchard earned a spot in this rotation coming into this game, at least as that next man up. Uh, If someone else steps out, they need to replace a bunch of minutes with Tatum out, and he uh, gave them some shaky minutes early, but second half, once Uh, They lost three rotation guys, three starters, really. Uh, You saw him step in there. I think uh, Derek White got banged up in that second half as well, didn't end up returning, didn't see an update on him. I don't know if it was a thigh or an ankle, but he was trying to jog that off on the sideline after driving into Siakam. So Pritchard closes this one. Uh, Big threes. He couldn't get that go-ahead one to go, but uh, the first go-ahead basket fell for him the I think he had one to tie the game as well just pouring them on in this fourth quarter and this is now the third time that he's come off the bench with no minutes no roll for a week or two and with other guards injured immediately gives them big buckets an offensive rebound that almost played a significant role if the Celtics were able to ice the game on that possession they couldn't million block shots both ways in this game and then he held his own defensively of course Uh, this guy i feels like he's gonna stick around through the deadline with what he's given them when other guys go down we'll see how long smart misses here with an ankle injury but you feel good about pritchard going forward for however amount of time they're going to be without smart now
1: yeah i mean look this is the big reason why i I was never for trading for for trading away pritchard like people like oh he needs to get another opportunity and you know He's not even playing. You can cash him in for something that the Celtics need. I'm like, well, this is what the Celtics need, right? That insurance for for anyone that gets hurt in the backcourt. And Marcus Smart was one of those guys just because of his style, and the way he plays. And, you know, as as much as the Celtics team is going to need him, obviously, for, for the long run, he's going to get banged up. He plays banged up. And that's just the kind of player he is. Malcolm Brogdon, you know. Luckily, you know, right now things have been good and been in the Celtics' favor. But guys like that get hurt, and you you know, someone like Pritchard is always anxious, always ready to step up when his name is called. Now we never we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but for this season, for this team. He needs to be involved. He needs to be someone that's around. And, and I think this is a great example of that. You know, another another opportunity for him where he steps up, he makes more than just a couple of three-pointers. You know, four three-pointers in this one, some big shots. You talk about that offensive rebound, which in my opinion, I love the confidence in that because he get, gets the ball, gives it to Al. Al gives it right back to him, who's the one that, you know, who, who's been hit or miss, you know, but uh, at least in that opportunity, he's able to – he has the confidence to take that shot, and he hits a big one, you know, down the stretch when the Celtics, really needed it. I mean, Payton's always going to be ready for those opportunities, and this is one of them. And, and you know, he's going to get some more minutes. He's just continuing to, to, to make – lead this campaign to to convince Missoula to give him more playing time, and now it's just a perfect opportunity, you know, with, with, with Marcus Smart being hurt and, and with these two games going down in Florida between – you know, the, the the Celtics and Magic and then of course the Celtics in the Miami Heat.
0: Yeah, and we'll see who's gonna be available for those games. But right now the Celtics, between Pritchard, their center depth with Cornette and uh, Blake stepping up for the first time since that Lakers game tonight. I was looking back at the first time he played real minutes. Finally,
1: Bobby. Fine. So maybe maybe Joe watched the show. You know, maybe I. I've been trying to. I've been I've been talking about some Blake minutes for for about a what, a week or two now, a week and a half or so. So I'm, I'm glad he got the opportunity today.
0: Well, he hasn't played in five weeks, effectively going back to that LA trip. Uh, he played garbage time in that Oklahoma City debacle. Uh, so. Nice to have him out there. I love the charge take he took. Uh, some good minutes out there. I saw Grant pat him on the back after a tough rebound defensively. So you look at this team, essentially 14 deep and guys that you believe in. Uh, sorry, Justin Jackson, who who hasn't gotten opportunities this year, uh, but they they have guys everywhere that can contribute, that know the system that have been here and played together for the most part. And, Right now, you look at all these different teams, guys step out of the lineup, load management, you lose. You you don't have guys, you don't have depth, you don't have cohesion to be able to play without your stars or without key role players. And the Celtics, again and again this year, key guys go down. Miss a couple games, they play it safe with injuries, whether it's Brogdon's hamstring tightness, Brown's adductor tightness, those three games there between Brooklyn and Charlotte. Now in Toronto, and I know Toronto's 20-27, and I I said in the first quarter, second quarter, again, these things I say piss people off, but you don't want to see this Raptors team round one.
1: is it Cornet related? Oh, okay.
0: No, no, no was, it's, it's Raptors related. Look at how tough they played you here. You gritted this one out. I know probably. guys are missing, but the Raptors played amazing. This,
1: I don't know if you were there before or not, but I was saying this after the Warriors game. I'm like, look, as soon as I mentioned the, the Raptors going to be a tough matchup, I think it was Jimmy. was just like, oh, the, the, look at their record. They're not even that good. I'm like, don't let the record fool you because they, they can be – that's a tough matchup for the Celtics. The precious, you know, athletic guys, big, you know – wings that that can score in bunches and of course they do go out there they, they had their scoring scoring droughts but you have to match their intensity you have to match their physicality and i like the call of seeing blake griffin out there to to do that so but yeah i mean yeah. the toronto Raptors look we we don't let the record fool you i mean they're gonna they're gonna give you a a, a, a an outing like this especially when, when it's up against the celtics you know they they're excited for this for these type of matchups
0: gary trent pulverized you numerous moments had a shot late to the, uh, take the lead right. and got that steal on Pritchard at half-court. Pritchard wasn't perfect. You know, he blew a few fast breaks, had to take the ball out on the second one. Pascal uh, Steakham had some big
1: play. You know, he was doing his yeah. spin move, getting to the rim, you know. 29 assists from him.
0: Yeah, yeah and OG I and mean, Anobi put for pressure it. on the rim, too.
2: Hey – by Manning here, wanted to take a second to tell you about BetOnline.ag, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs here in January, to pro and college basketball, rolling on, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. betonline.ag where the game starts.
1: I'll have to work for those defensive stops. You know, that's how good these guys are.
0: Yeah, they win the rebounding battle. They chase the offensive boards. They block 10 shots. It's a super physical. They got a good shooting night tonight. They don't shoot many threes. They don't pass great. But they can take guys on in isolation. And they force guys like Derek White, Al Horford at times, uh, guards along the perimeter to defend. And they held a steady lead in this game after taking a, taking a big push toward halftime. They had a nice first quarter run as well. But Celtics really dominated that second half, especially the fourth quarter where they held it down defensively, win 25-19, and win a low-scoring game on defense here. And you talked about Horford, uh, the stop at the rim on Siakam on the final play, a few of the big rebounding plays. I, I loved his game, even on a poor shooting night, controlling the boards, making a few nice passes. I just hate to loop in the injuries now. That play before first half ended. Where Brogdon missed Brown going to the li- uh, rim wide open. They were kind of taking the ball out with about 18 seconds left before halftime. Again, Brown standing underneath the rim. Brogdon misses him. Throws it out to Horford, who's standing on the left wing. The Raptors are still getting back on defense, wide open. He could have just fired it up. Usually does, but seems like the Celtics were intent on doing this handoff play for Smart. And he comes around, turns that ankle bad, and. Leaves this game looking like he was in a ton of pain. Uh, Sean Grandy said he saw him say right knee. I didn't see any knee injury there. And the Celtics ruled it a right ankle sprain. So I'm sure he's going to get some imaging done. And maybe something happened to that knee as well. But all I saw, uh, at least from my angle, is that he uh, sprained that right ankle. The same one he sprained in the playoffs pretty badly after taking that flying leap against the heat so i don't know what the injury is i don't know how long it might take here if it's a bad high ankle sprain you you could be looking at a few weeks without smart here maybe as long as a month which you're well positioned to as we've talked about uh, sustain uh, but there are some big games coming up whether it's the lakers whether it's the heat next week and then other ones into february like the bucks uh that you're and. 76ers Knicks, it would be tough to play without especially when you're going to put more of a minutes load on Malcolm Brogdon which they haven't loved to do Um, you have uh, Derek White getting banged up in this game as well so as well as they sustained it for tonight you don't love three guys getting banged up in a game like this when Jason Tatum already had to take an off night because he's got that sore left wrist right and
1: especially with Marcus's history i mean yeah we could be looking at something like a couple of weeks or so if it is that intense if it's that serious and especially heading into the all-star break which is you know going to be in a couple of weeks or a few weeks you know before you know it so we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see but yeah with Malcolm Brogdon playing the way he's been playing that that's it's been good to see but you you never know what's going to happen there and then Peyton Pritchard going to have to get some minutes involved as well but you know th- this team i i just like the way they they were able to rebound especially when when you didn't see Jalen Jalen Brown really be able to, to to score in those middle quarters, you know, it kinda of took him a bit to get going. Hey, what's going on, Sherrod? What's up? Welcome in A, Sherrod Blakely. You know, I mean, look, Marcus is it's it's a big it's, it's a big blow. You don't want to see him get helped off the floor the way he did and all that, but it was nice to see this team bounce back. But yeah, if this thing is as uh is as, as bad as it looks, yeah. This is gonna be it could be a few weeks. We're talking about the high ankle sprain, right, Sherrod? Yeah, those are the
3: worst kind uh, because those yeah. typically last multiple weeks, uh, even when they're considered relatively minor. So hopefully, it's not a high ankle sprain. But just looking at that replay three or four times, he it looks like about. a high ankle sprain.
0: It yeah, really and did. I know everyone in the chat saying the X-rays were out. negative. The X-rays say whether you broke it or not. He said I probably get more imaging done and see what the real injury is there. But he at least from how I looked at it, it looked bad. Who knows what actually happened there, but uh, I suspect he'll miss some time here, at least into that Florida miniseries on the short end.
1: Mm, He didn't make
0: contact with anyone. He didn't make contact, right, Sherrod?
1: That was was his... No,
3: it was just, I mean, he was trying to to just go to the ball, and and it looked like his foot just didn't land square the way he wanted to, and it slid a little bit, and you could just see the contortion of his foot and you just you're just hoping that it's it's you know it it wouldn't be that bad but the way to me me, the most telling indicator that something was really not right was the the minute he went down he's calling for the medical team got his hand out for someone to come Mm -hmm. out there on the court and that's when you knew he was in some serious pain and And he he already hurt hurt that ankle in the
0: playoffs last year and that
3: one lingered for a while yeah, and 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 again, I, I as someone who has had high ankle sprains, those suckers are painful. It's a different kind of pain than just a normal run-of-the-mill ankle sprain. So, um, and Marcus recognized that really quickly and was asking for medical. I'm hoping it's not that serious. I'm hoping we're talking about a couple of weeks. Uh, but you know, ankle sprains—they're they're one of the more unpredictable. They're, in in many, res- it's a different kind of injury. But just how groin strains are very unpredictable as far as how long you'll be out versus coming back. Uh, The same is true for high ankle sprains. Cause remember Jalen Brown missed what three games with his adductor strain and you go down to Dallas, you know, and they had a guy had a similar injury who missed 14 games. So we're hoping for the best with Marcus, that this thing is, is a real as minor as high ankle sprains can be, but I'm not holding my breath on that. And throwing the fact that the Celtics, as we've seen throughout this season, are all in on load management. So even if Marcus might be cleared to go, if he's not close to 100%, he still might miss a game or two, even if he might be potentially capable of playing.
0: Yeah, and we talked about Pritchard stepping into that spot, Brogdon looking good, White, playing well all year. They're well-positioned to give him time off if he needs it here. In fact, you'd, love, you'd almost love to see Brogdon getting some run with the starters here like he did last game, like he did at the end of this game, and form some chemistry, Joe, with those guys. It's it's a good time to ramp him up a little bit now and start pushing him into some units with those uh, main rotation guys. I want to talk about Rob in a minute, but let's talk about Brogdon's game. Another sensational effort held them afloat through some of those rough first half stretches, played well into the second half, uh, still shooting great from three, one of the best three-point shooters in the league this year on spot-ups and catch-and-shoot plays. Still has that weird basket thing going on. He's, he's struggling to finish around the rim, and defensively, I was looking at his numbers today, and those keep slipping, but offensively, if you just need shots, and this is the kind of game where you just needed someone to go out there and make shots consistently, Brogdon does that, makes good plays, finds guys on passes. I was just talking to Joe Sway. I hate they didn't hit Brown under the basket on that play where Smart got hurt. Uh, but overall, you love what he's giving you now. You love that he can push closer to 35 minutes. That's what he told me when I asked him about his minutes is it's just going to depend on the game. And tonight they need him again, and he was able to handle it.
3: And I thought he did a really good job of making his presence felt at both ends of the floor. Uh, during this stretch where he's been shooting a ball, well, he's been great offensively. And his defense, it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been as impactful as I thought it was tonight. Uh, I thought he did a really good job with just being where he needed to be, forcing Toronto to do some things that they maybe didn't want to do. And, and, and just really making an impact at that end of the floor, because ultimately, that is what this team has to be able to hang his, his hat on. Can you make the stops defensively? Because as good as their offense has been this season, they're not going to win a championship unless that defense steps up. And I think you're starting to see signs of that defense doing just that. Uh, When you look at guys like Malcolm, you look at the return, you know, of of Robert Williams in the middle. And, and, you know, I don't know how much you guys have talked about Al Horford, but at some point – there needs to be a serious conversation about Al Horford and all NBA defense. Uh, when you look at what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks, and then you start looking at his body of work overall a little bit more closely, Al is having a really good year defensively. Uh, impactful plays at the rim, on the perimeter, getting his hands in passing lanes. I mean, this
0: this He made the, he made the final stop in each of the last two games the one in Curry, yeah. 10 yeah. last game, and then tonight on there.
3: This might be the best stretch defensively that we've seen from Al Horford in terms of making high-level impact plays at that end of the floor since during you know during each of his two stints with the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, reminiscent of what we were seeing last year. You know, when when the Celtics were making that turnaround, he was like the leader in that. He was saying like, oh, we were saying at least that he should be at least considered for the – at least in that conversation. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, Sherrod, for sure. He's uh, he's given us flashes of that, and, and I think it's going to be – something that's going to really carry the Celtics team. You know, obviously he can't play, or at least the plan is to not see him play on, on the second nights of uh, back-to-backs. But when he's out there, I mean, he's he, he's making a tremendous difference. And look, I, I would like to say, like, like you said, Sherrod, Malcolm Brogdon, I, I mean, in in seeing other uh, opposing guards, you know, the, the top-tier ones, guys like Steph Curry, and, and you know, guys that we, Celtics have seen in the past couple of weeks or so, I I, I think the, the reason why we, we're going to see the difference between the Celtics team now, especially on the defensive side, because guys like Malcolm Brogdon and Al Horford, and and, and now what we've seen tonight out of Grant Williams, I I think – that's going to be more more contagious you know guys are gonna really lock in defensively and hopefully this is the the the, the beginning of that of seeing the Celtics really lock in on that side of the of, of the floor especially at the end of games especially when it's a, a one possession game two possession game like it was tonight you know like it was against the Golden State Warriors and at the end of an overtime you know guys can go into to lock in defensively and we can say okay the Celtics are, they're going to be able to they're good for two consecutive stops at the end of this game you know or in the final minute you know they're, they're not going to be as shaky as, as sometimes we've seen them in the past. So I I think these next couple of games in Florida and seeing how they come back from that, you know, uh, back at home, and, and when, when Jason Tatum is back in the mix, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like. And, of course, the the, the latest from, you know, health-wise, from, from guys like Robert Williams and, and Marcus Smart. Yeah. I just wonder um, how – Joe
3: Missoula is really going to, to handle things when we get to the playoffs and you get to those late-game situations, and you've got like seven or eight guys who the first three-plus quarters have played well enough to be on that final unit. You know Tatum and Brown are going to be out there. Al's probably going to be out there as well. But then it gets kind of dice. Because then you've got to think about, well, is Derek White going to be out there? Is Malcolm going to be out there? Is Timler going to be out there? One of them is not going to be out there on a night when they may very well have earned the right to be out there. And, again, I I give Joe Mazzullo a lot of credit because he has done a pretty good job for the most part of knowing the right combination to finish games with. Uh, But, again, as we all know, things ratchet up in the playoffs. Whatever you did a pretty good job with during the regular season, you got to be great. Uh, to, to be successful in the playoffs because everything is, is magnified and amplified, including all of those minor decisions and non-minor decisions, like calling timeouts
0: when your guys are in trouble. So that, that's the big one tonight. They win the jump ball. Pritchard gets the ball. They could have called timeout to advance it. They had two left with about 18 seconds left there, and Pritchard just throws it away to Trent, and uh, the Raptors got another chance there. They, I think the Celtics ended up forcing another jump ball, right? Yeah. Um, inside and so um that wasn't, that
2: wasn't
0: that cool. wasn't great yeah he calls timeout after that they got it in and uh grant commits the offensive foul there too so another miscue a couple miscues late in this game Miss layups really hurt them uh grant had a bad one pritchard throwing it back to broad wasn't a great decision in those spots so you talk about late game execution late game coaching late game lineups uh, those are very good questions with this team right now. Cause I was looking this morning right hasn't played a lot in crunch time for this team, at least in closing lineups. And I know they've blown a million teams out. So that's probably part of it, but just 97 minutes for him and smart in the fourth quarter this year. Some of that's probably uh, early in the fourth uh, before he takes a seat lately. They've been going double big. I know that game where they barely beat the Spurs. John was furious that they went double big instead of Brogdon in that spot. I think you're getting yeah. to a point where you need Brogdon out there late, no matter what.
2: Uh, See, you-
0: I'm not there yet, Bobby. I'm not I'm not there yet. And, and the reason I'm not there yet is because I do
3: think that there are there are ma- there are going to be matchups where the double bigs is going to be a bigger benefit than having the three guard rotation. Really three and a half. I mean if you talk about Smart, Brogdon, uh Jalen and you know Jason. Tatum possibly. Yeah. Uh so that's that's a really small lineup. I think that – For the most part, Joe has done a good job of of knowing which of those groups to work with. Uh, but, But again, having a guy like Malcolm Brogdon is such a freaking benefit because you literally have a guy that if you don't play him down the stretch, even though he might deserve to be out there, he's okay with that. If you play him down the stretch when he deserves to be out there, he's cool with that, too. He's not going to rock the boat no matter where you put him in the boat. He, if he's first class, if he's in coach, he's good. I, I saw
0: someone saying in the chat, his expression never changes. No, no emotion, no, yeah, no frustration ever. Even right. his tone and in his interviews and all well, that—it's so, all well, even keeled than almost politician-like. Sounds yeah, well,
1: like a politician. Just gonna say like. it sounds like a politician, right? Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> well, scout talked. I scout talked about that on a broadcast about how I think there's at one point he was trying to high-five Malcolm and Malcolm was going for the handshake, and that's that's just. I got a good handshake
0: from Brogdon last a uh, couple nights ago. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's how he is. I mean, like I like i every engagement I've had with him always ends with a handshake. And you feel as though that you just had like an audience with the governor or the mayor or the president. <laughs> right. it feels oh, like his, yeah.
0: nickname, his nickname's the president, right? Well, he,
3: yeah. I mean, well, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he sounds like, so much like Barack Obama. Uh, like, <laughs> when he, when he <laughs> he's got the, the
1: cannons. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah.
3: He was, he was, uh, when he came out of Virginia, he worked out for the Celtics and I was there and we were talking to him afterward. And it was just weird. Because after I was, it was talking like you're one one of his, that, like he his sounds return. like somebody i familiar with. And it was just like, Barack. I'm like, damn. Yes. Right. right. He's, and, and, so, and he knows that. And, in fact, they did a thing at the last home game where they asked, who do you often get compared to or, or people think who you look like? And, you know, we all knew what the hell he was going to say before he said anything. It's Barack Obama. Um, but the one thing I'll, I'll say about Malcolm is this, that he understands – The big picture. Malcolm, you know, he said when he came here that, you know, he wants to win a championship. That's where his focus is. And he does not care whether he's starting, coming off the bench, playing major minutes, minor minutes. It doesn't matter. The goal is to be the last team standing. And that single minded approach to the game is big because the Celtics, they need someone who could be kind of a galvanizing force with that second unit who understands the big picture. I think they've had guys who were good coming off the bench in past years who were playing for that next contract or trying to play to be a starter, trying to establish their own niche in this league. Malcolm's like, look, he's good. He's been in the league long enough. You know what he can do. You know what he's capable of. Um, you know, and, and, again, he gives them that veteran presence that I think they absolutely had to have if they were going to have any shot. At building off of what they did
1: last year, going into this season,
0: right?
1: Yes, and you could tell too, Chariz. Like he really like watched this team during the NBA Finals, or maybe he watched him even before that. Maybe he was watching them throughout the entire playoff run. But it was almost as if it was like he he identified with this with this with this team with this club and what they needed and the and the kind of leader that he he needed to be. And he's always going to be who he is, right? He's always going to be the guy that's giving you. The same type of effort on both ends of the floor, giving you a little bit of both, and also being that leader. But I think what, what makes this one, uh, this team, so special for him is, is because he knows that the, what's on the line, right? He knows his team is good enough to be to, to be a champion at the end of it. So yeah, he's going to give these guys what they what they need. I think the only thing that we were worried about, and Bobby, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, was just that the, the way he was finishing at the rim. You know, we, we, I think it was during our group chat. I don't think we actually said this on air, Bobby, but we were saying how forty nine percent
0: in the paint. It's not good. Well, yeah, we talked
1: about that, but I think it was Jimmy or someone on the chat was just like, man, he's a, he's he, he's smoking these bunnies or something like that. I think John was saying that – I think John was quoting Celtics fans actually from Twitter saying, man, he's smoking these bunnies. We're like, mm, teams are just really – they're defending him. And, and I think that the resistance from that was sometimes he just wasn't able to finish all the time. But when he's getting that open shot or when he's got the, the mid-range shot falling, like, look out. We know that he's consistent. Him- we know how – we know how he we, when he's on he can he can easily shoot anywhere near 50%. I mean he he's done that so many times on his way to you know 20 points you know, or or even more than that, you know, closer to 30. So he's able to do that. So we, we we know that about him. He's good for that.
0: They they made him go left last game a lot for sure. Uh he got those offensive rebounds that were big in that game. Yeah. I think that got the warriors five extra points. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was nice to see him break out with a few tough finishes inside in that game, but his game's on the perimeter now more than ever. It feels like mid-rangers he can mix in, but it's catch-and-shoot threes. It's off-ball action, and sometimes he can get downhill, and more often than not, he's going to pass out of those spots, which is good because he's got good vision uh, from the inside there. He had that really nice play uh, where they got the ball to Grant in the corner. I think it was him white and uh grant swinging that play and another nice like relocation play where grant got involved in the corner we got to talk about grant at some point um well i guess we'll mix in rob at the end of the show because i don't really know what to think of that injury he suffered there we brought it up we got got
1: some news here you see from uh from from tim
0: yeah i mean joe said rob hyperextended his knee uh but nothing serious i can't Joe says it all the time, Sherrod. He's not a doctor. He doesn't really understand the medical side of it. So I don't really know what to take from this. Again, wow, so Bobby smart, you just didn't, uh, even want
1: to, didn't even want to read the update. To
0: yeah, right no, now. I saw. I, I mentioned it.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, yeah.
0: Let, let's get to it after this. We got to do an ad read. We got to shout out our good friends at HelloFresh, uh, who I just love. Yes, new box on the way. I don't know. if you I, know, got I got mine ordered. coming up. has yeah, arrived New yet. box is coming. <laughs> We all have our preferences there. I'll ask Joe Swanns for about theirs in a second, but I obviously got the fish box with bass, salmon, and a great kale salad, which I didn't mind. John Henner's rant against kale. The HelloFresh one, I, I'm not usually a big fan, but I like <laughs> right theirs.
1: When, right when HelloFresh has sent you some kale. All right,
0: good job. Yeah, you, you – you mix in a good hummus with that and it it turned out all right. And it tasted fresh. It tasted healthy, made me feel good after. And, you know, with all the junk you eat in your everyday life, even some of these press rooms, like you, you know, you like having a nice healthy salad, nice fresh fish. And this stuff comes to you on ice, ready to make with uh, laid out ingredients in front of you, but also the portions you need of spices Uh, peppers, onions, whatever it is that you got to put in these meals, rice, they give it to you and it's all laid out. It's so easy and it makes cooking fun. I know a lot of people dread cooking, but it's so easy with HelloFresh that it makes your night fun. And then, like I said, you feel good eating a lot of this stuff. And there's some other great meals in there too. If you like your pastas, they got that. If you like your meatloaf, like Sherrod does, they got that on uh, on 10 it's it's just an unbelievable product the quality is so great and as i said it comes fresh to your door in your in a box every week so head over to hellofresh.com garden 21 they're going to give you 21 free meals and free shipping that's hellofresh.com garden 21 what do you guys like most from hellofresh
3: meatloaf man meatloaf <laughs> I'm, not, that's your go-to. I'm,
0: not, I'm not deviating from that that's that's the meatloaf it's a good meat so i think it's like pork and like a mix of meats whatever like recipe they have there for the meatloaf is, i don't invest really in that i just sure <laughs> i just throws in the oven and Look, down the hatch let me let me find out how long i need to cook and and I, I
3: don't need to know what went in it i just need all i know is that it's really good and they're cons- <laughs> and it's consistent it's not like i had a really good one and then the right. breasts after two or three every one of them every time i've had that it's been really good so
1: well, yeah, I can attest to the beef for sure because they had the uh, they had these, the, these firehouse burgers. You, you make them from the uh, from from the ground beef. They have all the seasoning, everything you need for them. Those are delicious. And then there was a uh, like a, a chicken uh, ch- chicken pasta. They have some really good pastas as well. So there's just a lot of options for any, anything that you're into. Really, they they really have good options for 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 anyone. Honestly, so check check them out, guys, if you haven't already. Head to HelloFresh for sure.
0: Yeah, one of our favorites, HelloFresh.com/slash Garden Twenty One. Appreciate it. And like, you, like we always say, if you order it, send a DM in the description. There's a form you can fill out with your receipt, and we'll send you a phenomenal T-shirt for free. So let's get back to those injuries. Big injury night, unfortunately, for the Celtics, even in a win. Uh, Robert Williams, they suck out to me, just two minutes into the game, inside, guarding, helping Jalen in the lane. Uh, I think Siaka might have thrown up a shot. And the rebound comes down, Brown falls into Rob's knee, that left knee that he had two surgeries on last year, meniscus and then the follow-up. And I didn't like it. Rob kind of winced, jogged up the floor, played the rest of the first half. So I'm like, all right, let's keep an eye on this. Goes into the locker room. They probably check it out. And uh, he doesn't play in the second half. So I don't like the hearing hyperextension. Again, Joe said, He'll be okay, uh, so I'll take him at his word here. But, again, this team and injuries, you always feel a little nervous when something like this happens. You see where it goes and what kind of time he might possibly need to miss here because he didn't take a massive blow to the knee, but he took a shot enough where he winced, and he didn't look to me like he had any issues moving around for the rest of that first half. Uh, but if he got checked out at halftime and they held him out, you have to think something came up that concerned them at least a little bit. See,
3: I'm not sure about that, Bobby. Because I mean, they they've been like ridiculously overprotective of Rob all season long, uh, and 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 so any little boo boo that he has that is anywhere close to his knee, they're going to you know they're going to be like that parachute parent that the minute little Jimmy has a little little blood on his knee, What's they're to with, the, with the whole you know medical kit instead of just a band aid. So I'm I'm not that concerned about it per se uh, because I know they're going to take extreme precautions before he returns out on the floor. Um, but I would have been more concerned if if Rob just didn't, uh, if if the way he responded to the injury gave me the sense that he's not frustrated by it. Uh, yeah. And he it, it, it seemed like, you know, yep, I'm hurt. Let me just shut it down. Cause that's what we do. That's, that's exactly what the Celtics do when he gets a little boo-boo. Um, so I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not, I'm more worried about Marcus. I'm much yeah. more worried about Marcus because Marcus's injury, there's a lot of ambiguity to it right now that we just don't have a feel for. And
0: he needed he needed to be carried off the floor essentially. Couldn't put yeah, any weight I, on I, it. I was yeah. watching him kind of, you know, with the assistance of,
3: of you know the, the you know the Celtics helping him off the floor. Very different vibe watching that than than when Rob.
1: That wasn't a boo boo, huh? No, nah, that was, was a
3: boo-boo. not a boo boo, uh, Marcus. <laughs> that is not a boo boo injury. Rob's feels more like a boo boo injury.
1: So. <laughs> okay, so this. We got John. Such a, such a, such a parent, it's such a parent term right there. Oh, you got a boo boo, you have a boo boo, son. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just a boo boo. Don't worry, you'll be all right, son. You'll be all
0: right. <laughs> we finally figured out where John is tonight. It looks like he finally started his pie YouTube channel. We were we were pushing it, just way, and there it is. Oh, uh, he really? John Zanus pies. Oh, boy. I got to check that out. He really
1: I'm, – I'm glad he did it.
0: No. That's yeah. I'm – um, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got the deal, Sway. Sorry yeah. about that. I'm with you, Sherrod. I'm – and uh, the, the, the timetable, we'll see how he responds, how he bounces back. But um, I don't know if that was the case, though, when when you say that about Rob. Maybe there was some swelling. I mean, that's always the the, the case. It's always something that, that scares the Celtics, that if there's any swelling or anything going on that – that, that caused them to say, you know, let's let's just stop. Let's just completely get you out of the game and let's just shut you down for the night and see how you respond tomorrow morning. So that could be the case as well. So we'll have to wait and see what he says and of course what uh what what the what the Celtics say, what sort of announcements
0: they have between now and the next uh the, the next game. Credit once again to Luke starting the third quarter. Blake Giving you quality minutes. Yeah, off you got the some bench, good guys.
1: Hey, Bobby, that wasn't that wasn't bad. Starting off the second half with some energy, you know, on on both ends of the floor. He also had the uh the, the, the block as well. So
0: Yeah. You're seeing that you can play those guys, those two for five, ten minutes, particularly Blake on heavy rest. We talked yeah. about Gerard five weeks since Blake played significant minutes, uh, consequential minutes, I should say. So he comes in and plays seven plus thirteen. And Luke held it down with the starting unit plus zero against the Raptors uh, starters, four rebounds, two on the offensive end, and the block like like Joe Sway mentioned there. So good stuff from the front court. We'll get to Grant in just a minute, but it's nice to have those depth centers who you can go to after not playing for a bit.
3: Well, I'm 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 looking at uh how they're faring against the teams that they should perform well against. Like you look at this Toronto team, there really is no big that just Makes you say, "Woo, we got to worry about him. There's no Joel Embiid walking all right, through that all right. in Raptors so uniform. All right. No one like that. Uh, and, and Luke did exactly what he's supposed to do. You get out there against against guys who, you know, in terms of size and strength and all that aren't any better than you are. Make your presence felt. Make the most of those minutes. And as far as Blake is concerned, uh, this is what Blake does now. Uh, Blake is Mr. Diving for loose balls, you know, passing out of the post, doing all the intangible, thing, doing all the things that most guys did for him when he played it with the Clippers. Uh, he's again, he's positioning himself to be that low key glue guy that in case of an emergency, you got to crack him out and, and put him on the floor. He's not going to crush you. Uh, I The thing about Blake Griffin that has impressed me the most isn't so much what he's doing, but what's not happening to the Celtics when he's on the floor. My biggest concern with Blake will be his defense. He does not move nearly as well as he did five, six, seven, eight years ago.
0: Yeah, I think i fighting by him
3: out there, yeah. Right. But he's not getting torched as badly as I thought he would get torched because, again, slowly but surely the memory is beginning to fade, but it's not quite gone, that playoff series where he got switched out on Jason Tatum multiple times, and Mm. Tatum just – You know, I mean, I I, I felt the ball boy needed to get out there and wipe the drool off of the floor that was coming out of Tatum's mouth when he saw that was the man who was trying to guard him. He he became super aggressive Tatum in that in that moment. Uh, We have not seen teams go at Blake Griffin when he's on the floor and teams that have tried to have not had success. So that's that's really encouraging to see at this point in Blake's career.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I see a good match from those guys. I'm surprised Joe didn't, didn't go that route before. You know, it's, it's been a while since we've seen Blake out there because it, whether it's seven minutes, eight, nine, ten minutes, whatever it is, I think he's good for that. He's good to give you that energy or at least hold down the four while while guys get their rest, whether it's Al Horford or or, or, or uh, Rob Williams, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad he got he got that opportunity. Hopefully we see him again down in Orlando. I think
3: Joe's just real comfortable with having Blake and Luke – or excuse me, not Blake and Luke, but, but having Grant and Luke kind of in that big off-the-bench type role. Uh, and and, and I, I get it, but to your point, Joe Sway, I wouldn't mind seeing Blake out there every now and then on, on certain nights. Uh, if Rob's gone and, and you know, Al may or may not be playing, then absolutely I want to see Blake out there because I think he can help you. Um, but this was, a, this was a really good win. Uh, this was a really, really good win. One of those games where I, I don't know if last year's team would have won this game. Um, if you lose, if you don't have Tatum and, and you're, you know, you, you lose Rob at halftime, you lose Marcus Smart, Derek White, uh, you know, he, you know, he had some, he got banged up as well tonight. And you, there were so many reasons why the Celtics could have easily just kind of sealed that envelope, mailed it in and just, you know, get the passports ready and head back, you know, South to Florida. but. Rather than just go that route, they just said, F this. We're just going to win this game. Toronto? I know y'all making shots, but listen, we're still going to win this game. And yeah, that's- another another super
0: impressive one. I mean, right, right. The they went up there. It was that back-to-back. I forget who they played on the first end. I think someone else was resting, obviously Al, uh, but someone else might have been out in that game as well. So it was another rock fight like this. You just thought the Celtics could probably let it slip. You, you'd excuse it. And it's similar to tonight. If they lose this one, you're like uh, – no, Jason, Jalen's still struggling. You have Rob and other guys going out of this game, Marcus. playing this one away if they yeah, lost but it. but they, they, they steal it from Toronto late with those great Pritchard shots. Uh, Grant holding the minute, Brogdon holding the minute. And you get over 60 bench points in this one. I was saying to Joe sway there are a bunch of teams around the league. You can point to one or two guys going out, and their playoff chances are done. You can almost say the Celtics are going to lose anybody on their roster, and they could still win one playoff game. Now, there's certain guys like Jason, and uh, certainly Al, and other starters who, if you lose them, that might knock you out of championship contention. But if you just got to lose a guy for a game, a couple games, remember the Bucks closed out that East Finals without Giannis a couple of years ago. Sure. Celt- the Celtics team could easily do something like that. I know. Again, I know it's Toronto. I have a lot of respect for this Toronto team. I I have for a long time. You saw the way they fought tonight, and you still were able to steal a win in their building. And I saw one of their reporters saying this is the loudest their building's been all all season in that final stretch there. So this one's super impressive. You love how much this team wants these regular season games. Uh, You saw Horford fired up carrying some of that energy from the Golden State game. And again, you could have easily let this one slide and they did everything they could to steal it back and overcome that second half deficit. And you love it. This team has a bigger focus and goal in mind. And they understand that these regular season games are steps toward that, especially for the guys like Pritchard, who don't get to play all the time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and again, give. Peyton Pritchard, a lot of props for the job that he did. I, I talked to him uh, before the last home game and, and just about just staying ready. And, you know, that he, he, you know, he talked about that's just what you're supposed to do as a professional basketball player. You, you, you don't know when you're – even when you know you're going to play, you may not be out there as long as you think. Uh, right. So he's kind of had that mindset. And, and having guys like Blake Griffin around, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Blake and him, they talk a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I was joking around, too. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and, and for Peyton, you know, he, that Blake is, has been a really good role model of sorts for him. Just understanding that no matter what your role is, you got to be ready to play. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you are 8, 9, 10 all-star. If you're only going to play 10 minutes, you make those 10 minutes count. Uh, right. and, and Peyton, I thought, did a really good job of that. Uh, his defense wasn't as good in this game as I'm used to seeing it be. Uh, I thought he was just a little too casual at that end of the floor. Defense, But his offense, look, if Toronto, if they're going to give you that shot, bury them. You absolutely bury them. Uh, And he did that over and over and over again. And and Peyton is a guy that, again, when you talk about the Celtics and you talk about the trade deadline that's less than a month away, his name will consistently come up in those conversations. We had about, I think there were maybe five or six different scouts at the last home game at the TD Garden, and I talked to three or four of them, and I asked them, you know, flat out, who's the one guy that you – are looking at that you think you might have a shot at at getting. And I had to qualify like that because they'd always say, "Oh, we want Jason Tatum. But the the consensus that they all said was Peyton Pritchard. And I asked, well, why? Because they think he's the odd man out for this team going forward. And and, and again, one scout pointed out how you look at what they have in Marcus Smart. You look at the versatility they got in Malcolm Brogdon. You look at the kid – And then G League, JD uh, Davison, who they think is going to be really, really good for the Celtics. You start, look, you start doing the math, and it's like, well, where does Peyton exactly fit in? That's why these moments that we saw in Toronto are so important, because it reminds everyone that Peyton, when given an opportunity to play, can get it done. That's
0: why you'll yeah. see you're here. teams like I told, to I told John Schrod he has some value. Is it a ton? No. no, it's not a ton, but it's, it's enough to where there's enough
3: interest where teams might try to get creative and lure him away and could potentially overpay to get his service. Like, if a team went to Boston, uh, let's just say a team that would probably pick somewhere in the middle of the first round, and they said, Yep, yeah, we'll give you our, you know, uh, unconditional first-round pick for, for Peyton. You take that deal. You think so? I think you do. I think you do, because – that allows you because the, the, one of the issues that the Celtics are going to have, you know, not now but certainly down the road, is they don't really have a whole lot of uh, future assets that they can build on. Them. Um, Depends
0: who it is. I like if Golden State's giving you a first. That intrigues me, right? Because what are they? They're, they're tenth they're in the a, West right now. They're a, they're a 500 team. So yeah.
3: those are some of the decisions that you have to make. Uh, but but nights like this remind you, as a Celtics fan and as a Celtics front office, why. You like having him
0: on your side. Uh,
3: because that's you what know Joe Sway talked
0: wins. about. Yeah, Joe Sway said he's not yeah. trained him because of that. I don't know if I'm yeah. selling I him. I like for a him pick. for this
1: team, man. Just, just just, for this team for this year. I mean, I, I just think you cross that bridge when you get there because you just never know what's going to happen to your backcourt. But, I mean, you you think he's worth the first rounder? I mean, maybe. No, maybe. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's my point, though.
3: I don't think he's worth Oh, like if he was, first. you would do but it. If gotcha. No one's going to overpay for him and give you, right. like, an unprotected first round pick that may, that's likely right. to fall through in the middle of the first round. You do that, but if someone says we'll give you a couple of second round picks for him, hell no, he's oh, worth no. more than that. Yeah. Uh, you so might as well keep that, him because
1: he can. That's that 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 stock is going to rise. Yeah. I, I I think that's that, that that's for sure. At you least this year, consider,
3: yeah. You only consider moving him if you are going to get something of
1: significance that's above and beyond right. his his you know trade value. Yeah. It's like he told me uh, last last week. He said, "Look, man, I wouldn't be here." if I didn't stay ready, I mean, like that's been the, right. the story of my, of my basketball career and that's what yeah. I'll continue to do. And, um, you know, I thought it was interesting what, um, Marcus Smart had to say, I think it was in, uh, I think he told Gary Washburn how, you know, he told him obviously the same thing to stay ready, obviously to, to help this team and, and be be ready for any opportunity, but also you never know who's, who's out there looking, well, who's out there watching. I never thought about it in that, in that, in that way, because, you know, Guys want to see the best for Payne, and whether it's here or, or not, and and I, I thought that's a that's a really special thing to hear from someone like Marcus Smart, who's such a competitor, and you know would would, would obviously like to have Payne around. I don't think he meant it in, the, in a way that he would say, "Oh man, let's 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 showcase him and get him out of here and get something better." I, I think he meant it as like that's how good he is, that's how much of a competitor he is, and and if some team lured him away, that wouldn't shock Marcus. It wouldn't shock you know. Blake Griffin, I, I'm sure it wouldn't shock anyone because that's how good he is and that's how good he's going to be in this league, whether it's with the Celtics or not. But, yeah, you know, like I, like I, like I told Bobby at the beginning of the show, I I just I would love to see the Celtics keep him and hold hold on to him because he, he could be one of those guys that gives you that type of performance, especially in the postseason. And, you know, last week even Joe Mazzula talked about when, when I asked him about Payton's minutes, he's just like, man, I'm, I'm always looking to get him minutes. It's not one of those things where he has to continue to, to, to prove it to me. You know th- those minutes are there for him, and, and we're we're seeing that especially when someone like Marcus Smart is down and in, in, in this game against the Raptors. Yeah,
3: well, yeah, what, what are, yeah one of the scouts I, I spoke with at the last home game co- kind of said did a comparison between him and TJ McConnell, and his thinking was that Peyton is actually a better overall player than TJ, uh, and that's why his team and 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 a number of teams are looking at at you know, Peyton closely to see if if there's what can they offer that makes sense for them to get a guy like Peyton Pritchard? Cause the, the things that he does always help your team. He's not gonna make shots every night, but his effort is never really something that you question. Uh and and I don't know if there's a lot of guys that are in that you gotta stay ready, even though you may go three, four, five end, who are still gonna yeah. have that that energy, that effort that you're looking for when they get their opportunity. Uh, I personally would not trade him unless you're giving me, like I said, a lottery type pick Uh, because at that point his value is, is probably not going to get any higher than that. But if you're talking about like a late first round pick or another end of the bench guy, which isn't going to help me at all or multiple second round picks, I'm not doing that deal. Uh, And I don't, and and it kind of goes back to the point that you made Joe sway. I like having him around in case of an emergency like tonight. Uh, I like having a guy that can make
0: shots. uh, And Frankly, you look at that bench, you know, Malcolm? Yeah. It's a tough one, Gerard. We, t- we had the conversation already. If you're fully healthy, he's not playing. Right. And if you can get a first for a guy who's not playing for you, that helps you reload into the future, maybe draft a guy who's better, keep another cost control guy. I know, for you sure. You guys giving up on, uh, on,
1: on, on, on Sammy? You guys giving up on Sam
0: Houser? Not yet. Oh, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Well, right. here, here's the thing
1: about Sam
3: Sam, you know, he. Uh, he's no longer the only, you know, one of two guys to play in every single game this season. Uh, that mm-hmm. that that mantle belongs to our good friend, Derek White.
0: He took a um, DMP tonight. Yeah. As well as and, Golden State. And, and
3: here's, a, he, yeah, and he's had back-to-back DMPs. And, and this game, I thought, was really going to be telling to see if he f- truly fell out of the rotation, which he has. Uh, Golden State, I understand what happened. The Celtics basically played their playoff rotation. And Sam's not in it. And I get that. But you're down Tatum, you lose, uh, you know, Marcus, you lose Time Lord. It's kind of all hands on deck, essentially, except not you tonight, Sam. You stay right where you are. Um do really got time for that. Listen, yeah, no for so I, I, you know, he He's fallen out of rotation. But listen, there's enough time left in the season where I think he can play his way back into it. Because uh, remember, there was a time where Peyton Pritchard was nowhere to be found. He was uh, well out of the rotation and he right. made the most of four or five minutes here, five, six minutes there. And the next thing you know, you got a game like this where they absolutely need him to do what he should be doing in the NBA, which is knocking out shots. Same thing with Sam. It's it's going to take a, a minute for him to kind of gradually get his way back into the mix. But I do believe between now and the end of the season, Sam Howes is going to get back on the floor uh, and he's going to win them a game or two I think with his shot making. I I'm, I'm confident that he's going to do that. Uh it's not probably not going to be down in Florida this weekend, but it's going to happen this season. I'm I'm, I'm very confident he's going to do that this season.
0: Yeah, he's going to tell you you got to play for, if you're a guy like him to regain that shooting rhythm and right now it doesn't look like he's going to have minutes unless oh, you deal with crazy. some other injuries down the line here. Might, yeah. might not be here. I don't know if you ask me. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They like him. They love him. All they said all offseason. And all they said through this slump, and I talked to him in Brooklyn, is that he'll find himself again. But you wonder if he's lost that spot to Pritchard. Even before the injuries tonight, Pritchard got some run in that first half in place of Tatum. So I think you saw that shift. You saw them sneak in Justin Jackson in that Charlotte game. They're trying some things to work around that. I mean when um, Joe
1: told me uh, about getting Pritchard in there regardless, I, I think that was a strong indication of it. I don't I don't think he has that same sort of mindset when it comes to, to, to Hauser. Like, oh I gotta get him in there. I gotta find minutes for him. So yeah, at least right now, I would I would say that's that's a safe bet.
0: We gotta close with Grant, our brownie guy tonight. I think deserves a good stretch of conversation to end this show. Yes. But a week, first, a week yeah. after coming
1: back home, you know, for from, from Charlotte. Now he's now he's putting in his best game of the of the season for sure.
0: Yeah, we gotta tell you about Athletic Greens. Uh, or yeah, Athletic Greens in a little bit. But first, Rocket Money, rocketmoney.com slash garden gets you their app, the Rocket Money app, formerly Truebill, that tells you what money's coming in and out of your account each month in terms of subscriptions and gives you easy tools in there to save on them, uh, cancel them, particularly, and you could save hundreds by doing that. Many subscription services offer you deals uh, to. Buying at a lower price if you're going to unsubscribe. I know a lot of newspapers do that, a lot of apps as well. They don't want to lose you, so they'll give you a better deal if you're going to threaten to leave them. And The other thing about Rocket Money is you might have signed up for something that you forgot, which is a big one as well. And If you thought you were just signing up for a free trial and going to get rid of it and they ended up charging you, you can easily get rid of it in the app here and it will alert you to what you do have on your accounts right now. So head over there, rocketmoney.com garden. Try it out. See if it's for you. I've loved the app just to manage, you know, see what I can afford, see what's coming in and out of those accounts each month. And, uh, you know, it's a bunch of apps that I love, including some of our uh, sponsors here who I subscribe to and I'm not getting rid of. Uh, other other people you might not have any need for anymore. So head in there, rockamoney.com slash garden, check them out, potentially save hundreds, cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. Grant, I see some angst over Grant in the chat. Missed the big layup, had some sloppy plays down the stretch, the offensive foul on the Mm -hmm. final inbounds play. But most points he scored in a regular season game, held you up early. I talked about the play they worked from in the right corner, hit a left corner three right after that, hit a above the break three right after that. So he gets going again from behind the three-point line, uh, defends well in this game, holds it down in the front court. Oh, you got a good Grant game here! Finally, after a stretch of games where he struggled in the Warriors one in particular to even get on the court, uh, just twelve minutes in that game. Uh, but even before that, three of twelve against Charlotte, one of four in the first Charlotte game. You just had a three and nine in the New Orleans game last week. Oh, a three at the Spurs, just seventeen minutes in that game, uh, zero in the Thunder debacle a few weeks ago. So he's been on a little bit of an extended slump here, and to see him break out this emphatically from a 23% uh, three-point shooting stretch over his last 10 games coming into this one, encouraging, because they need him. He needs to be involved offensively to be on the floor, and his defense is critical to their rotations. He's one of the better defenders out there in a series like Brooklyn or Milwaukee, or one of those ones where you have those bruisers out there. And again tonight, all those bruisers, all those guys talking the glass, he can go out there and compete and hit shots, really change a game. And after Rob went out and he had to play extra minutes in that first half, uh, smart too, he, he he was great, I thought. And a few miscues late, kind of canceled out that production. But overall, nice to see him break out of a little bit of a slump here. Yeah, yeah it, was
3: it was a good grand game. game. Good grand
0: game. Um, yeah. I, I don't think – well, you know, think. I know. The Celtics don't win
3: this game without Grant. No. Right, so. and Neither he points. He, he absolutely right. made his his mistakes down the stretch there's no doubt about that but you're not in the game at that point if it wasn't for Grant Williams. So um he's not perfect he's going to make mistakes he's cons- that's that's a given but give the man his props. He stepped up when they needed someone to emerge uh from that second unit not named Malcolm Brogdon and Grant was one of those guys. So uh, good win. This was a good win for them, a good game for Grant, and and hopefully you know Grant can build off of this and start stacking these type of games up, uh, going forward. Because as Bobby, as you pointed out, he's had a, a brutal stretch shooting the ball, uh, so he was more than overdue to have a night like this.
1: Yeah, I just like seeing him when he when he's in attack mode the way he was, and I feel like we only see that when he's efficient. Uh, especially when he's got the three point shot fall, like that really lets him settle in. And I mean that would happen with anyone, but when he's got the when he's got a couple of threes down, that's when he starts being more comfortable putting the ball on the floor, doing the spin move that he does, getting to the hoop, you know, getting into the free throw line, like that. That's a, the the grain I want to see more often because he's just he's so important for the Celtics team, especially on the second half of the regular season where they're going to need him on nights when Al's not in the mix or Rob's out or he's on, you know, he's not playing as many minutes as as, as normal. And and the is able to do something like that because grant's giving you some solid production on both ends of the floor so yeah i mean offensively i i I think that's when he's really dialed in when he's got a couple of threes going and though he did cool off a bit you know but he did get out that that big first half And, and i think that's that's huge for him because he's been it's been a little ice cold lately so that was that was good to see him bounce back offensively
0: yeah that's your brownie for sure so shout out to oh, yeah. Grant for a good game. I
1: think John would agree with that for sure. I, I think if he was on the show, he would say
0: that. Give it to Grant. John talked about trading Grant. It's another one. It's similar to the Pritchard conversation. If someone blew you away for him, you have to listen, I guess, especially ahead of his free agency here where you could, he could price himself out potentially. <laughs> but I think they made a fair bet on him in terms of that being an average contract that they can deal with. And keeping him on that bench unit, and potentially as a starter into the future, I still look at Grant as a guy who could potentially take the baton from Al and be a starter with the other pieces on this young core into the future. Especially now, where Al is about to take this pay cut from twenty six million down to ten million for the next two years. So, good night, yeah. like tonight. his recent stretch, I think show that he's going to be affordable. Yeah, have you heard anything on the Grant front recently, Sherrod?
3: No, nothing, nothing new. I mean, and, and again, I, I think everyone involved is just going to see how this thing plays out in the playoffs, really. Uh, yeah. Can Grant earn right. his keep in the postseason? Because what he does in the regular season will be great and it will be part of the conversation. But if he can elevate his play in a significant way in the playoffs and the Celtics wind up bringing home Banner 18, that – No one is going to benefit more than Grant Williams, financially speaking, if that scenario plays out. Uh, Because, again, I I think he's, to your point, Bobby, he is the heir apparent to Al Horford. Uh, You look at their size. You look at the way they play. You look at the way that they're utilized. Uh, Al understands this, and Al embraces the reality that, you know, I'm probably – uh, tutoring guys are going to replace me someday. And Al is perfectly cool with that because Al is a leader. That's what leaders do. They understand their role in the process and they understand that at some point you're not going to be there. You're not going to be that guy anymore. Uh, so Grant, I, I I like what we saw to Grant tonight, but let's not get it twisted. This is a bad Toronto team and this was the best game, literally the best scoring game Grant has had in his life. So yeah. let's not get to let's not get married to the idea that Grant's going to go out and get you twenty a night. That's just not going to happen at this. Yeah, show. but
1: this is this is what he needs, you know. Get his get his yeah. confidence up. Get, a, get it. Get it boosted up. Come on, it doesn't he matter. he got a twenty five Yeah, look, this is this is, we're talking about his confidence here. So you 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 take that, Sherrod. You know, what I mean, you'll, if you're the Celtics, if you're the the, yeah. the coaching staff, you, you'll take it against anybody, honestly. That this kind this type of production. Yeah, but, and, yeah. And, and not and not grumble or gripe about it. I mean, it's right. You know right. you're good. Yeah, and, and and look, like 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 you said about Al, man, one hundred percent. He he doesn't mind. He he wants to see the best out of these guys and 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 give them the 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 knowledge and the and the keys to to, to be successful. So look, if that happens and if, if the Souths go on to in the future and, and win the championship and win Banner eighteen and Al's a big part of it, he will he doesn't mind if Greg ends up being his replacement because Bobby, we talked about this last night. The Souths win this. If the Suns were to win a championship, and and Al plays the end, of, plays out the rest of that contract. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the franchises were to retire Al's number. Like, if he wins a championship for this team, and heck, if, even if they maybe they win a second one over the next couple of years, not to get too ahead of ourselves here, but either way, a championship or or either way, if, whether it's one or two, if you if you help this team, if you if you lead the team to a championship, in in all the years that Al's put into the to to, to to this to this team to this organization in both stints. I think they retire his number for sure. <laughs> uh,
2: well, then, well, then I already Kyle did over
1: Atlanta, That I already
0: did over here.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Bobby. Exactly. it be. It's symbolic.
0: You can't take that down now, Bobby. Let's got to keep it up and see what happens. I stayed up for two seasons here on the Garden Report before he made his return. Um, what do you think yeah. about that, Sherrod?
1: I think you missed it though.
0: <laughs> what Al? No. If, if, if the if the Celtics were to win it this
1: year, win, win a championship, whether it's this year or next. And Al finishes off that contract and retires a Celtic. Do you think do they retire his, his number? I think it depends on how he performs in that that playoff in
3: that playoff run. Uh, he may very well get what I call the Cedric he Maxwell. He needs to be a treatment. bus driver. <laughs> yeah, he might get the Cedric Maxwell treatment if like he's driving that title
1: run. Like if 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 they. Yeah, I don't with- know. I feel like well, I think Maxwell. Max, well, Max thinks because they the, the the second one and obviously the Finals MVP and all that. But my thing is because he was he had All Star years throughout the first stint. You Know his, his his best years were here. You know, a championship was sort of solidified in terms of him just being that, that uh, a true Celtic who's put enough time in, you know. Yeah. but yeah, yeah, we'll I don't know. I, I, I
3: don't know if that's if him just simply being solid Al is going to get it. I think if yeah. he's
0: spectacular, a lot of guys in the mix
3: there. The last couple of weeks shows up in the playoffs and plays at that level. Throughout this. That, yeah. Then I think we got to, That's a different conversation. Um, He's, then a starter, in, on, oh, right. He's a starter, Come on, Sarai. He's a starter. He's
1: starting out I, there.
3: Bottom Can't line is be... this, Al, Al is having an, a really great run right now. And you're hoping that he can bottle that up and bring that to the postseason. Because if Al can play at the level that we're seeing now, that we've seen like the last week, week and a half, they're going to win the championship. Uh, because Al's defense, Al's scoring, his presence, his impact is going to give them an opportunity on those nights when Tatum goes 7-for-27. Because you know there's going to be a 7-for-27 night. Um, and normally that would absolutely crush any shot that you got at winning. But if Al plays way he has the last week, week and a half, you can overcome that kind of struggle uh, in the playoffs against a really good team. So, um, And that
1: gets you consideration for having your jersey raised. Well, that—that's facts. The guy that—that that
0: last comment that Bobby put up, yeah,
1: yeah, Ray would be livid. <laughs> Ray Allen would be.
0: Positive. I was so shocked when I saw J.D. Davison getting a game wearing the twenty recently. I was like, "What?" There's and I know. Way. Jamar- I know Jabari Parker's worn it, and Hayward oh, did it once. Once as well. Gordon Hayward had
1: it, it's a, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Yeah. Which I I I low key feel like that sort of sparked the that rehashed the conversation because Ray was just like, "Really, your your, your new uh, your new free agent got got number twenty, huh?" Okay,
2: cool.
0: Doesn't seem like yeah. that one's gonna happen. We'll see though. Eventually, it might. Uh, last question I got for you guys though is obviously my beloved Raptors Day One Garden Report fans know that. I am shocked at where they're at. And even early in this game, I said this isn't a team you want to see in the first round. They're obviously in the mix there at the playing tournament line. But they're bad enough and inconsistent enough and injured enough that they're going to look to make some moves here ahead of Fred Van Fleet's free agency. I believe Gary Trent's going to hit the free agent market as well a couple years until Siakam's out there. So. You read that everyone's available on that team for the right price, except Scotty Barnes. And I can't believe it because they just won the championship in 2019. 2020, they came this close to beating you, a Marcus Smart block away in the bubble. And then 2021, pretty great year as well. Last year, they pushed the 76ers to six. They've just been that constant pest in the East. And it feels like it's coming to an end here by this deadline. And Masai Ujiri is really going to make some moves that potentially tear this core apart and take them out of the mix. If that happens. I think you're breathing a sigh of relief if you're the Celtics here, Shrad. because out of all those teams, you could potentially see in a one eight. Toronto is the one that would give you the most trouble out of all of those teams. And I even said last year, they were going to give you more trouble than Brooklyn. Uh, if you saw them around one last year. And I think that played out true seeing how they played the Sixers that series, are they going to hang in there and see if they can turn this around? Or is this are they heading toward a breakup here? Break it up. Just break it up. Um, I, I, I
3: don't – because here's the thing. When you win a championship, everything you do from that moment going forward is geared to doing that again. And yeah. this group, you can't add a piece here and a piece there, and all of a sudden they're a top three team in the East. You've got to break this thing. You've got to take a step back in order to take two or three steps forward. Uh, they need to blow it up. And, you know, OG Anubi is the one guy that I think uh, and Obi, that yeah. is going to get the most bang for their buck. I think they can get quality assets and a decent player for OG. Because I think OG, <laughs> in the right situation, I think OG is an all-star caliber player. I think he's that I'd give big. I'd give up quite a bit for him. I would, too. I think, and I think someone will. And, and, I, and the move. that's why I'm Yeah, and that's why I I think he's the one guy that Toronto can, I I think, let go, knowing that they're going to get some assets back, that they're not going to go much further below than they are right now. So if you can unload him, get some assets, and replenish your roster with some top-flight talent sooner rather than later, then you do that. Uh, Pascal, he'll get some interest, but I just don't think there are a lot of teams that are enamored with him. Uh, the one guy that that's off limits, Scotty Barnes, everyone would want a piece of that. Uh, and then you start just looking down their roster that there's really not a lot of, you know, guys that you're just like, man, if I had him, he puts us over the top. O.G. is one of the guys that I think yeah. with the right team, O.G. could be the missing piece uh, for a team that's contending for a title or contending to be uh, t- uh higher seed in the playoffs. I think he's that type of player, but beyond him, I just don't see a lot of options that teams are clamoring for that they feel, yep, I need to have, you know, Chris Bouchard or Boucher. No, that's not really happening.
1: Right. Now I'm with you. I think that's the guy for sure because he's still getting better, you know, and I think Pascal Siakam sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to say like sort of plateaued, but I mean, how much better is he going to get? This and, is who he's going to be. I think we found yeah. out who he, exactly. We found between the, the, the bubble year and now we're like, Oh, okay. So this is who you are. And and, and that's all right. That That's okay for the Raptors. You still have Scotty Barnes to work around. I mean, to build around and, um, and, always you know, going to have this. And you see what you got from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that, was, that was when everyone was like, man, how good is this guy? Like he exactly. was, he was getting compared to some of the best power forwards that we've seen in the last 15 years or so. So, I mean, look again. He's not maybe he's not as good as we all thought he was going to be, or some people did. You know that that breakout year. However, with Scotty Barnes and with the rest of the pieces, and if they can get get in another uh, another top tier player, you know they could be
0: back in the mix. But yeah,
1: I, I I think the move for them right now would be to blow it up, get a couple of pieces for OG,
0: and and just start from there. I'm intrigued by OG from a Celtics perspective. But I don't think they have enough. New Orleans would be interesting for nah. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, teams with a lot better. of picks. Think about even the Lakers, if they were to throw those future picks in there. Um, they don't have a lot of players. To you to can never count Oklahoma City out. Oklahoma City oh, looks good always, there. You fit right down. into that they're mix, too, they're though. I nearly fell over yesterday when I looked and saw that the Thunder have the same record as the Warriors, or a game behind. The Warriors actually won yesterday. Uh, they're scary. And we might they're look okay. back at that 150 bomb on the Celtics as the night where it all came together for that group. Because it looks like they're going to make a real playoff run here with all that young talent. ton of athleticism, ton of playmaking, and then the great star at the top of it all in Shea. I love that team. Yeah, I could see that as well. Um, these teams are going to meet again at the end of the regular season. A little mini-series in Boston at the end of April. So that could be a nice easy cushion to end the season if uh, the Raptors break this up. In the meantime, uh, they are going to have to make a tough decision here over the next couple weeks. We'll keep an eye on Robert Williams' status uh, heading down to Orlando. I would assume he'll sit the Orlando game. Maybe they swap those two, but if he was hurt tonight, I think he'll sit the Orlando game. He's not going to play him back-to-backs this year, and then you sit Horford in that Miami game, uh, which is tough matchup-wise, but I think that will probably be the way they handle that um, just because of Rob. Uh, Again, tweet here. Maybe he misses more time than that. We'll see. But Smart, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, Celtics heading down to Florida, as am I for CLNS Media. Going to head down to Florida, Bobby, in full effect. Tomorrow. And then drive down to Miami for a couple of days later in the week. This is one I've been looking forward to. Should be some good games. Magic beat the Celtics in that miniseries, swept them. Uh, Rahit turning around. You got them. Up to the sixth seed now, winning some games, figuring out things offensively, getting healthy. I still don't believe in them, but that's always a team that plays the Celtics tough, as we saw in their last mini-series. And of course, we'll have uh, Josue, Joe Jimmy, and John back as well, along with Sherrod in studio here on the Garn Report, which is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Head over to athleticgreens.com slash guardian. Get there, five. Free travel packs with your order. What is it? It's powder with a tropical flavor that's going to give you vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, probiotics, and more. You pour it in your water each morning, and you get all of that. 75 uh, things that you need that you might be able to get in different foods, different places, different supplements. It's all in one with this uh, Ultimate Nutritional Insurance AG1. They got cool bottles, cool containers to store it in. AG1 love it and a year's supply of vitamin D as the snow starts falling, the temperature gets colder It's a big one immune boosting vitamin D to uh, help avoid your uh, help avoid your uh, seasonal sickness that comes around every every time this year so check out ag1 athleticgreens.com/ garden We've loved it. We've been doing about seven, eight months uh, with it here so go check it out athleticgreens.com and see if it's for you. Give it a shot. And like I said, you order any of these uh, sponsors, great sponsors, we're going to send you a phenomenal T-shirt. Head over there to the description, show them your receipt, and we'll send it right to your address, I think for free. No shipping on there either. You can get right. hellofresh.com as well. doesn't matter
1: where you live. This is a global T-shirt. It will travel anywhere.
0: <laughs> hellofresh.com slash garden 21 is going to get you 21 free meals and free shipping go check that out and of course shout out to rocket money rocket slash garden could save you hundreds on unnecessary subscriptions when you download their app for free uh final thoughts gentlemen celtics win a fun one i enjoyed watching this one a lot joe sway celtics head down to florida what are you looking for
1: I'm looking for i I'm looking for a, 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 solid performance out of Jalen, and I'm not trying to knock him for what happened in this one, but he sort of disappeared offensively in those middle quarters, and that's not a knock on him. Look, he's been out for, you know, he was out for some time. I, I, I think it takes a little bit of time to, to, to adjust to get back into it. And that Golden State Warriors game, I mean, with all the energy and all the everything that was going on in that, it was, it was tough for him. But who, who hit the big shot down the stretch? You know, it was Jalen Brown. You know, so I, I'm, I'm expecting him to. To to respond in, in one of these one of these matchups or maybe both of them whether it's against Orlando Magic or against the um, the Miami Heat um, that's my um, that that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna focus on in, in these next couple of games for sure. But the Celtics as a bench, you know, what we saw in this one, obviously, you want to see that translate as well and carry over to to those two matchups. Uh, Graham Williams, you know, see so see what he does on both ends of the floor. Uh, we we'll have to wait and see what they say about Rob, but um, those are the I guess those are the two guys I, I, I'm gonna focus in on. Um, in these next two matchups.
3: I'm not focusing on any guys. I'm (laughs) focusing on every single one of them to stay healthy. Yeah. Once you get past like the unofficial halfway point of the season, to me, health becomes a bigger deal uh, because now, you know, missing a couple of weeks here and there, first half of the season, not that big a deal. Now it becomes a much bigger deal because it moves you closer towards the end of the season. And then once you get back the reacclimation that you had prior to that injury, and then you start getting closer and closer to, you know, maybe being ready for the playoffs. So I want them to be healthy. I want them to get through this this Florida, you know, one-two punch relatively healthy. I don't want to see any more bodies, you know, that's, having to be that's, healthy. That's out of their control,
1: Gerard. All right, they can't control that You know one. what? Jeez. We,
3: this wasn't about their damn control, Joe Sway. This, was about, <laughs> this is my what damn you know? take. Some extra, some extra ice, you know, patch up better. What do you mean? Listen, listen, Brockton Wi-Fi, relax, okay? Relax. All right. I know I know because you, you haven't had any glitches, you, you're a little giddier than normal, but let me let me get my stuff off. Okay? Let me do me.
1: All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if yeah. it's clear, you know, people gotta still take shots. Yeah, if it's not clear, either way. I can't can yeah, really. just relax. Just 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 <laughs> listen, don't 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 treat me like like, like I'm like I'm
3: Mr. Sharp. And you know Jalen no, Team Morant. Don't come at Look, me like those that. Two, oh. Those two
1: guys, I mean, yeah, I mean Jalen coming back from injury obviously is a, is a is a is a big, big one too. But yeah, hopefully they they're they're healthy. But I just think they, they need to continue this, you know, those two guys, Grant and, and Jalen. But I'm but I'm with you. Yeah. Hopefully when they're healthy you, as well.
0: When you see how well they can play without their guys here, with Pritchard, uh, with Blake, Luke, all the guys we've talked about. You can afford rest nights, and they've done that well with Rob and Al. You'll, you'll see them sit in one of these next two games here, the back-to-backs, and you may even be able to afford it with Brown if he's still feeling this groin tightness at all. I didn't think he looked at his best tonight or in that Warriors game. Uh, and Tatum, of course, with the left wrist as well, is finally accepting some management with that, which he talked about in Brooklyn. So that's why he sat out tonight. I thought he took a tumble on it in the Warriors game mm-hmm. at the yeah. end there. But he, just a management night for him. Well needed, well deserved. And the Celtics find a way to win in spite of it. So, good proof of concept that you can rest some guys here down the stretch of the season that Sherrod and Joe Sway just talked about there. That's all we got for tonight. Thanks, Sherrod, for joining us.
1: Someone says okay. Sherrod sharp. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about? What do you think about that, Sharad? The the uh, the Shannon Sharp thing. Before we get out of here, now it's there's just, just, some, dudes
3: in, there's just some dudes in media that I'm I'm just not even going to go after Shannon. Yeah, he won. He won of them. Um, <laughs> when he said when he when he talked about after you know afterward that they didn't want that smoke. He's that that's real.
1: You don't. But why did did the team pull up like that? Like, was it that serious? I don't understand
3: why. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks said something, and he says something back at Dylan Brooks. And next thing you know, Stephen Adams, who by the way is
0: one of the strongest human beings walking. Yes, I think Adams could (laughs) have held his own there, but the other guys would
3: have been. That's the only one. But why? Why did it get to that? that Why was it
1: that serious?
3: It really wasn't. It really wasn't. But it looked a lot more serious than it was. I I, look. Bottom line is this: uh, ain't nobody swinging at nobody. NBA players are too damn smart and know there's too much at risk with swinging at someone. So, all that, all that, that's just look. And, and the Shannon was great.
0: Too. I loved LeBron
1: yeah. backing up Shannon. Yeah, you had, you had Papa Moran out there trying to cool things off. Like, hey, hey, don't don't mess around with them. You know, like, come on. He
0: was heated <laughs> too the in the moment, is. but yeah, they they cooled yeah. it down, and end. But, that was awesome. Yeah, and we and we don't got time to
3: talk about it now. But the one thing that I am becoming more disturbed by, and I think a lot of people are too as well, is that this Memphis Grizzlies team act like they've arrived. I mean, no. they act like, like they're the standard that everyone is, is trying to chase. It's one thing when you're in college and, you, and you're and you like the Fab Five in Michigan when you're setting trends. Everyone is trying to beat you, even though you're really young. You're really good. No. Memphis no. is really good, but you ain't that damn good. You are I not know. that good. Remember,
0: remember that Warrior Series last year, how heated that got! I'm ready yeah. for round two of that. Yeah, yeah It's going to be fun out there in the West. I mean, the Memphis is a really match. good
3: team, but they act as if they got like five championships in the last six years.
0: <laughs> I right love right. it. I love, I,
3: mean, it. I, I love the confidence, but but, but with that confidence, you got to back it up with your play. Right. Otherwise, you're going to look like a chump. Well,
0: that was Man. a bad loss for them last night. I think they're 15-11 right. and 11 versus the West. A, yeah. the, the record is not very good against a conference that Morant said he's not worried about. I just, I just and eleven
3: there was more focus on Dil- by Dylan Brooks and John Morant on, like, you know, Denver – Dallas. Yeah, you know, the, right. the team that you actually have to play and you actually have to be better than in order to win a championship. Instead to, of messing around with, with, with Mr. Sharp, who, by the way, still looks like he can drop a couple of bodies with no <laughs> problem. because right. I, went, I went down the, the Memphis roster and Stephen Adams is literally the only guy, the only guy that you could say, you know what? He might be a problem. Right. Them, barbecue chicken.
1: <laughs> but Shannon wasn't even backpedaling. He was just standing there like, what's up? No. What's going on?
3: Well, he's looking, he sees the same thing we do.
1: Right, right. You a buck 80.
3: You 205. <laughs> you, buck 75. Oh, Steven Adams, 240. Mm, ooh, okay. You got something there.
1: That was crazy.
3: I loved it. man has got old man strength working for him. Folks don't know about old man strength. Shannon no, has not. plenty of that. You're, you don't want that. You don't want those problems.
0: Nah. I was just I was just googling. Saw so him benching three sixty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only Stephen Adams did a chance there. <laughs> Make sure you to subscribe S Media for all the post game reaction, inside look at our trips to Orlando and Miami uh, coming up there, as well as uh, outtakes from tonight's show, uh, stand ups, news reports, and more over on Celtics All Access. Make sure you subscribe over there as well and. Hit the notifications for whenever we go live as trade deadline season approaches. We could be going live any day with some breaking news for so the Celtics or around the league. And Of course, we've been doing spaces over on Twitter at Celtics CLNS each Wednesday. Uh, we'll do that once again live from Florida this week ahead of uh, Celtics Heat on Wednesday. I think that's an ESPN game or national at least, TNT. Uh, so... Go, subs, go follow over there. Our Instagram accounts are pumping out content. Celtics, C N S as well over there, and CLNS Media says so go subscribe to those as well. Celtics beat the Raptors 106-104, nine straight, the longest winning streak this year. Josue Pavone, Asherah Blakely, Bobby Manning, as well as Jimmy and John, who should be back for the next show as well. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Show the sponsors some love. We'll see you on Monday in Orlando. Talk to you then.